This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun. Carr's going to throw. Pumps. Looks end zone. Throws for the end zone. Wide open. James Young. I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag This is Keeping It 300, a Raiders podcast brought to you by Blue Wire. I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones. <sighs> Raider Nation, you deserved so much better yesterday. <laughs> There's really nothing that we can say that will take the pain away, to be no. honest with you. Right, right, JJ? There's nothing. There's there's absolutely nothing that's going to cheer anybody up from watching that game on Sunday and it being the last one in the Coliseum. And, you know, everybody had to go home with an L, including the players. We'll try to make but you feel a little bit better, but we'll see. I'm all, I'm always about making you feel better because the future's bright. So I understand, you know, the emotions. They don't want to hear that right now. They don't want to hear that right now. The emotions is there and all that type of stuff because it's the last game in the Coliseum and things yeah. like that. I understand that part of it, but the future the future is bright. Well, the facts remain, okay? It was the final game in Oakland, okay? The end of an era. And the Raiders could not deliver for their fans. Uh, it was actually soul-crushing. Heartbreaking is a good way to put it. Very heartbreaking, but also soul-crushing. Uh, yet, James, it was pretty fitting the way that they went out, the way they lost. You know, the way that the last two to three decades have gone, yeah. I guess it was too good to be true to actually go out on top. <laughs> um, but the atmosphere before and during the game was electric. Yes. For those who even watched the television broadcast, you could hear Raider Nation throughout the stadium. You saw the tailgating. It was awesome. You know, Raider Nation had smiles on their faces before the game, during the game. They had hope. Um, again, best tailgating. Yeah. In the NFL, in full effect. Then the first half, Raiders, you know, they dominated um, as they should have. Second half, same old story. Offense got shut out. Jaguars yeah. scored 17 unanswered points. And then there was the controversial call, or no call basically, late in the fourth quarter. Derek Carr clearly slid in bounds. The clock should have kept running. Uh, the officials missed it. Ugh. Anyways, um, then you add a Tyrell Williams drop pass in the mix. I think it was on third down, right? And then a missed field goal by Daniel Carlson. And then what happens? A 75-yard game-winning drive by Jacksonville. Talk about soft coverage by the defense. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what the heck they were doing. They played great all game long. And then the final, what, five minutes of the game, they gave up two touchdowns. It's so frustrating because they really did, you know, play well all game long. I was going to blame the offense for this one, but it wasn't 
It was everybody's fault, actually. A lot of blame to go around. But anyways, Raiders still have a chance. They have a chance for a miracle. Yeah. And then the ball bounces off Keelan Doss's helmet in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> 20 to 16 was the final yeah. as the Raiders dropped their fourth straight game and they dropped to six and eight on the season. Yeah. Um, fans showered the Coliseum with boos. And honestly, James, you know, those were warranted because the Raiders had no business losing that game. They should have blown out the Jaguars. But... What wasn't warranted, James? None of that was warranted, Fallon. You know how I feel about Boone. Okay, okay, but... I don't care what happened. These players came out there and they they played their best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Boone, I understand. The other team gets paid too. This is not... Tyrell Williams' drop wasn't the only drop. Oh, he dropped during, another one and so did Jalen and the, so did other guys. Devontae dropped four on one drive. He was, it wasn't the only ones dropped. Receivers, quarterbacks, uh, linebackers, safeties, they're not going out there to miss tackles, miss catches, miss none of that. The booing is unbelievable, man, to me. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. But that wasn't the worst thing that happened, see? So you add on, not only did they boo, then you add on them throwing trash and everything on the field it's at players. Absolutely ridiculous. And then you add on the fights that took place in the stands. I mean, it was, it was just classless, period. But anyways... I want to get your thoughts and your feelings about, you know, a day that started with so much excitement, Charles Woodson lighting the L. Davis torch, and then you lose in heartbreaking fashion. So as a player and also as a fan, you know, what are you feeling right, right about now, the day after, when you look back at what transpired? Well, my thing is, is as a player, I'm just looking at it like we lost the ball game. You know, we, we all know what this, we all knew this day was coming. We all knew what this day meant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, no matter what the case may be, you want to go out there and play your best football. Okay. You know what I mean? And as players yesterday, we didn't get that done. On offensive side of the ball, on defensive side of the ball, special teams, we did not get that done. So when I wake up in this morning and I go and watch the film and I'm looking at myself, if I'm Tyrell Williams, I didn't play well enough. You know? I'm not even thinking about last game in Oakland Coliseum because every time I take the field, I want to play well for my teammates. And the first thing I'm waking up this morning, I'm saying, dang, man, I didn't play well to be able to help my teammates win a ball game. Then you might think down the line like, shoot, man, it was the last game in the Oakland Coliseum, man. It's done. We're moving on to Vegas. We had a chance to get it done, but we didn't. And it's not like we're never going to play football ever again. You know, it goes on. But as Raider fans, man, it's it's truly it's embarrassing because, number one, you've had so many great memories in the Coliseum. Beyond what happened in this last game, it's been so many great memories in the Coliseum, ups and downs. Yeah. So whether I mean, the Raiders are not undefeated. If that was the case, you should have threw trash on, on, on all the games they lost. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I mean, coming in there, yeah, it's a favorable opponent. We should win. But you should have came into the Coliseum saying, man, I am I got a ticket to be in the last final game in the Coliseum. I am about to enjoy this day, whether they win or lose, because once we go to this tailgate, it's a million bad stories we could tell. Yeah. And it's a million good stories we could tell about the Coliseum. So, I mean, and Raider, man, Raider fans, better than that, man. Throwing stuff at the players, booing, all that. Come on, man. Well, when it comes to Derek Carr, you know, getting booed off the field, you know, there's no doubt. Let's be real. We, we know Derek Carr. He was devastated after the game um, that they lost this game, right? But he manned up. He had class. And he went and thanked Raider Nation and got stuff thrown at him. 
and got booed. And I understand their frustration. But in that moment, put I all don't. that aside. Put all that aside. <laughs> put all that aside. Come on. They pay a lot of money to see a good product, and they haven't seen a good product for quite some time. And they lost the last game in the Coliseum. They didn't let it be memorable in the, the correct way, the positive way. I get their frustration. I get it. But at that point, you guys put your differences aside. Your quarterback came over to thank you guys for, you know, your support. And I just think it was classless, no matter how you slice it. I mean, it takes a lot of courage for Carr to do what he did. And he could have literally just took the L and ran under the tunnel and went back to the locker room. But instead, he went and thanked the fans. This is this is my only thing. And and, and DC's always been a stand-up dude. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Fallon, you're pregnant. Yeah. You're okay. about to have a kid. Yeah. All right. Okay. Say it's, it's a bo- say if it's a boy. Okay. Right? Yeah. He he wants to play football extremely bad. He wants to play receiver. Okay. We live in the same neighborhood as you and your husband. I'm the coach. Yeah. Right? Okay. Every single day, your little man comes out mm-hmm. and he sells out at practice. Yeah. And he goes into the game and he drops some passes. And it's the last game in the Arizona Coliseum. <laughs> and he's coming and he's coming off the field. Yeah. And we're throwing stuff at I'm him. Be, I'm pissed. And, and and booing him. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. No, I'm pissed. But, but my thing is at the end of the day, I don't care what you're going through. These players go out there every single day, every mm-hmm. day during the week and sell out. They okay. lose a game. I don't care if it's the final one. I don't care if it's the first one. You don't sit there and throw stuff at these people and boo these people off the field. It should have been a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all the hard work that y'all put in, man. Appreciate all the memories that you guys have brought to this stadium, winning and losing, man. Mm-hmm. That was that was terrible by Raider Nation. That that's absolutely terrible. And I don't care if it's DC. I don't care if it's Tyrell Williams. I don't care if it's Josh Jacob. That's terrible. There's no place for that. And I don't care. I don't understand your frustration. None of that. You do not do that. That's that's disrespectful. And if DC was any of those people's sons and brothers and uncles or whatever in the stadium right there, that's disrespectful, man, to do. And to send Raider Nation and to send the black hole and the Coliseum off like that, that's that is that is terrible, Raider Nation. That's that's terrible. Okay, I like I said though, the only thing I disagree with you with is I, I understand their frustration and I understand to a certain extent the booze. I don't understand the, the throwing the trash and all that other stuff. That can be very dangerous, the safety concerns, etc. But I understand their frustration. I'm not going to like give excuses um, for the Raiders and how terrible they played yesterday. I mean, and the crazy thing is they actually didn't play terrible the first half, and it looked like they were going to win the game until they didn't win the game. You, so, under- you understand You understand their frustration because it was the last game in the Coliseum? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying as a Raiders fan who went through so ain't no much. Because ain't no team besides the Dolphins went undefeated and won a day in Super Bowl. So it's frustration all the time. I know. You don't You do not do that. Yeah, I know. You, I know. you don't do that. It was just the, that's, that's it was just the circumstances kind of surrounding everything. Do but you think the players is not frustrated? Exactly, but that's my point. My, my point, Derek Carr was devastated after the game. You know he was devastated after the game, but he also said he's not going to let those boos, you know, he understands 
why they booed. He understands his fan base. Um, and he just said, uh, I'm not going to let it get under my skin, which good for you, Derek Carr. You shouldn't let it because some of these guys just had too much alcohol and were being a-holes um, after the game. And I was very embarrassed as a Raiders fan to witness some of the stuff that happened. Um, I understand, like I said, frustrations, but I don't understand the actions. Now, as we were doing this podcast, James's wonderful wife, Tamika, came over and said, did you guys just see this tweet just came down or the uh, this news came down that the NFL came out and apologized to the Raiders for the blown call, the Derek Carr call. Um, she wanted to make sure we got that. And so thank you, Tamika, girl. Um, but yeah, apparently El Riveron called John Gruden and apologized and said that when Derek Carr slid in the fourth quarter with a little over two minutes to go, the clock should have kept running. Instead, they stopped it at 2.05, which did what? Gave the Jags still the two minute warning. The Jags also still had a timeout, so they ended up getting the ball with like a minute and some like a minute and a half left, something like that. Um, when what actually could have happened is it goes to the two minute warning. It was first down for the Raiders. By the time they kicked the field goal, they could have at least ran it down to like the forty second mark, something like that, right, James? Yeah. It could have been like forty seconds or less. With, yes, with zero timeouts when they got the ball back. Exactly. Yeah. And instead, they had, what, uh, a minute and something left. A minute left. and something left with a timeout, right? No, they didn't end up having Oh, no, a they used their timeout. They used their timeout. But a minute yeah. and something is a lot of time to go down there and put a drive together other than 40 seconds. It might have even been less than 40 seconds. Yeah, because when he goes out of bounds, guess what? Now the Jags don't have to call their timeout, and they still have that two-minute warning. So that was such a huge call or no call at the end of the game, whatever you want to call it. Oh. They got it wrong. And I feel bad because Derek Carr literally like sold out his body and was like, I'm getting this first down. You know, he was playing his butt off, trying to ice the game. And then that happens. Now, yes, that was a crucial moment. Yes, I, as a fan, you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. This is unbelievable. This is inexcusable. But I also think the Raiders should have just blew out the Jaguars. So this, I'm kind of frustrated by all of this. Does that make sense? Like, I don't yeah. want to use it as an excuse, but it's a pretty darn good excuse to say why the Raiders didn't win the game. But it's, so first, it's just only one of them. Yeah. So first off, this is this is uh, terrible because I've seen this happen numerous times. Um, and this is what the officials do. This is what the, the league does. After every game, the coach sends in a couple plays to where he feels like, what in the world are you guys doing? Then they'll come back and say, okay, this is what we're doing. It was the right call. Then they'll come back and say, all right, we totally blew this one. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, as players, we were sitting over there like, yeah, you blew it, but it cost us the game. And you're not giving us the game back. No, and you're not. And, and that's the thing. So as players and coaches, we always felt like we want to hear it. Don't even put it. Don't even put it out there. Don't even say it. The game is over. If you come out and say you was wrong, we still lost the game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So don't even send nothing back over here talking about that and, and telling us what we should do. And that's what they just did with Derek Carr, which is terrible. We all know every fan watching, every player watching. If he slides head first. Okay, you gotta you gotta touch him. You gotta tag him because he's diving for the first down. If he slides head first and goes out of bounds, he's out of bounds if nobody touched him. Clock mm -hmm. stop. Once you slide feet first, you are telling the defenders, the referees, the Coliseum, I'm giving myself, myself up. up. Yep. And he gave himself up in bounds. Yep. And the clock could have should have kept running. The referees blew it, gave them plenty more time. They, the Jaguars had a little mojo going already in the second half, gave them the ball back with 40-plus more seconds, and they went down there and did what they did. But 
them blowing that call, man, cost cost the Raiders the game. It was a great play by Derek Carr, using his legs, getting outside the pocket, making 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 some yards, getting there. And he did the right thing, gave himself up, and mm-hmm. he slide, and they called him out of bounds, and they end up losing the ball game. It, it's it's just terrible, man. And you know what? I'm gonna just talk about Derek Carr right now because you know why? After the game, I was very frustrated. I am a huge Derek Carr supporter, and yes, he hasn't played great all season, and we both know that, but he hasn't been terrible. He still what had like a over 70% completion percentage, and you know, he's been near the top of the league in certain statistical categories, and oh, yards per attempt is one of them. And fans over here, I honestly don't think they watch the games or don't know football, right? So they look for scapegoats to blame losses on, and I totally get it, right? But this season and this particular loss was not on not all on Derek Carr. I can't tell you like how many people want a new quarterback or messaged me to, to get a new quarterback when they move to Las Vegas. It's so annoying. But did you guys see any of those on critical third down drop passes? <laughs> that possible first down drop passes yeah. throughout the game? Did any of you guys see that? Were you not watching it? He can't catch the ball. He could only throw the freaking ball. And James, you were talking about how you think Tyrell Williams is a good Wide receiver, too, right? Good number two receiver. Yeah. Honestly, maybe this is just frustration and a Raider fan talking, you know, <laughs> but I think he's barely a decent number three receiver. No, no, no. Uh, well, guess what? He hasn't shown me otherwise. Yeah, that 40-yard touchdown right, to start the right, game. So, so listen, so listen, so listen. I know you're frustrated. I'm frustrated Raider, because people and, are blaming Derek yeah, Carr, but they have no talent Alan, on the receiving end. Alan, it, if it's anybody that agrees with you more and is a DC supporter, you're looking at him through this I'm face. I'm just so annoyed right because now. you don't understand how many messages I got yesterday. I, was, um, I didn't respond I to any of them. I am with you. I am with you. And, and that's what I'm It's absolutely terrible, man. Like Raider Nation, do, they do not understand how blessed they are right now looking at Derek Carr at the quarterback position the way he plays the game, the way he throws the ball, how he throws his receivers open, how he makes his receivers better. You know what I mean? They really don't, they really don't understand how good they got it. And it's crazy that we're saying that because they've have had it so bad up to Derek Carr. And now that you have a good quarterback and every time you take the field, you have a chance to win because of your quarterback, you're taking it for granted. And you think there's something better out there, and 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 it could be. But I'm telling you, you're looking at a great quarterback right now, Derek Carr, and they're really they're not appreciating him, man. And yes, I understand Derek Carr's played well this season sometimes, and he's played bad this season sometimes, just like every other quarterback in the National Football League. Just like every other quarterback in the National Football League, receivers have dropped passes. I mean, just even talk about your guy, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, at least he has a great defense, and the Raiders do not have that. Exactly. And And that's what what um, Aaron Rodgers has. Also, a number one receiver, number two receiver, number three receiver. Yeah, well, he got a number one receiver for showing Devontae. (laughs) Number two, three, I don't know. But he has... He has a true, true, true number one receiver, no doubt about it, fresh off the bus. But it's, it's, uh, I keep telling Raiders fans, you have Josh Jacobs, you have Derek Carr, you have a big time O line, you have Tyra Williams, who is you frustrated, is a very, is a very good number two receiver. You get a big time number one receiver on the other side, you have a big time tight end in Darren Waller. This offense will take off now i'm not saying if you get that it won't be times where like this season dang what's going on with the offense they're not moving 
The other teams get paid, too. They are going to make some plays, too. But if you put a big-time defense around Derek Carr and he doesn't have to carry the whole dang team every single year, then we will start seeing even a better Derek Carr. Okay, so now my question to you is this. Okay, so you know that his volume of targets go to tight ends and his running backs, okay? And why? Because he doesn't trust his wide receivers, and uh, he also doesn't have very good wide receivers, period. That's all I have to say when it comes to that. I honestly think that they should just do an overhaul with the receiving group and keep just Hunter Renfro and maybe have Tyrod Williams uh, battle for a spot in training camp. I'm seriously not a Tyrod Williams fan. He has been so inconsistent this season, James. I mean, and, and yeah, and you shouldn't be, but you're a James Jones fan, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. I went through I went through plenty of spurts like that. I went through spurts in Green Bay where I, I'm dropping every other ball. I'm telling myself, like, how'd you even make it to the National Football League? You, you don't even know how to catch. That's how mentally tore up I was. Okay. You know, year three was my worst year in the National Football League, dropping pass after pass after pass. Everybody sending me hate mail sending me letters you mm. can't catch can't catch a cold in a snowstorm can't catch a beach ball all the ones <laughs> all the ones right mm-hmm. after that season i had the fewest drop passes of my of, of anybody in the national football league so i left green bay in there now you hear everybody talk the greatest hands, hands ever yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. it's like gosh leash yes i had a bad season doesn't mean that i'm this it happens Okay. It happens. I told you the other day, Fallon, Donald Driver told me, you stay around long enough, you'll see me drop another one. So I'm Tyrell Williams right now telling you right now, if you watch me this season, the next two games, the next season, you'll probably see me drop another one. But he's a very good number two receiver. What I'm trying to say is because I'm trying to make a case and kind of, I guess, in a way, make excuses for Derek Carr. Defenses know that his favorite targets are to the tight ends and the running backs because he ain't got no receivers. So defensively, it's it's easier to defend, correct? You're, you're absolutely right. When, you, when most of his targets go to the tight ends and you know, like, okay, these are his favorite targets, these are his tendencies, because trust me, defenses and coordinators and teams break down all that third and third and whatever he loves to go here second and whatever these are this is just what he's been showing us you know what i'm saying yes is tyrell william a big target on the outside absolutely but you need another guy on the other side to really open this whole thing up and if you had that guy i don't even want to bring him up no more you had that guy obviously that all went south but if you get another guy in there that could do that and you have Tyrell on the other side. Tyrell, trust me. Yes, he's going through a slump right now, dropping him, but he's he's a good player. And then you have the two tight ends and the running game. You open this whole thing up. And yes, you will see a better Derek Carr. But yes, it's hard to try to pick on defenses just with your tight end, and he is making it work with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he can't but do it on his own. Hard. He can't do it on his own. Yes. People need to understand why Coach Gruden, every time he got up there talking about Antonio Brown, he was super, 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 super frustrated. And they near sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he know he knew what this offense could be with him out there and how it could open all this stuff up. He knew that. It changed everything. They literally planned the whole offseason around Antonio Brown. Their <laughs> car did the best he could with what he had this year. And he even gave the, the Raiders a chance, believe it or not, for a Hail Mary at the end of the game. And it bounced off Keelan Doss's helmet. 
That was such a Raiders thing. Oh, my goodness. Like, when it was in slow motion, I'm like, it was literally right there. He put it right there. But then I actually saw in the replay, someone was holding, a defender was holding Keelan Doss's right hand back. So he only had the opportunity to catch it with his left hand. But that was such a such a uh, Raiders way to end, like the doink off the helmet. And the sad part is, like I said, Derek Carr actually gave them a chance with the Hail Mary. And I know Raider Nation doesn't want to hear that, but I have to vouch for him because I watch the games, guys, and you guys all want to point the finger at the quarterback, which I get because he is the quarterback. He is getting paid a crap ton of money, but you also have to look at the game as a whole and also the roster and be honest with yourself. This roster is not very good in key positions, and the skill positions are extremely important, especially the wide receiver position, which Derek Carr doesn't have um, a number one weapon. Now, James, tell me some of this blame should be shouldered by John Gruden. Because first half goes well, what happened to your halftime adjustments? How do you get shut out? How is it the same old story week in and week out? You know, to be honest with you, this is, yeah, it's it's really hard. I mean, I know as fans and, and people watching the game, I mean, you see certain plays and you're like, dang, it's coach's fault, it's player's part. But it's really hard to, to figure out who to place the blame on until you really watch the film. You know, because me watching the film and watching the second half of that game and knowing like certain areas and certain things that they're trying to do offensively, sometimes the people was open. Derek Carr wasn't looking over there. There was a Zay Jones one in particular, a crossing route. Yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people weren't open. Derek Carr's looking over there. Yeah. One or two blocks didn't get made. Josh Jacobs could have been gone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's little things like that that you don't see until you really, really break down and watch the film. I'm like, shoot, man, if we get this block done, that's a 40-yard game. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't get this block done, tripped up Josh Jacobs. Or we didn't get this done or missed assignment over here and didn't get this done. So it's tough to really say coaches, players, and, and things like that. It's just good football teams find a way to win games like that. And we're just not a good football team. And when you're in games like that, you try to go to your best players. Yeah. And right now, to be honest with you, on the offensive side of the ball, the best player is Josh Jacobs. Yep. And in the past game, it's Darren Waller. Yep. Yep. It's easy to double-team Darren Waller or redirect Darren Waller because he got his hand in the dirt. He's a big boy. He's a tight end. He plays in the middle of the field. So you have these DNs and linebackers that could bump him, chip him, and then the safety could run with him. Takes him a little bit of time to get in his route. DC doesn't have a guy that he's truly confident in, like when he had his best season and he said, you know what? Me and Crabtree are glued in. We're on the same page. I know if I just throw it up and give him a chance, he's going to make it. Yeah, he doesn't have the chemistry with any of those yes. receivers. And and right now, you could tell that that's what's hurting the Raiders. Yep. It's not like they have that guy that could say, it's third and nine. Hey, go get the ball, bro. Yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's not that guy in the office. And you need those guys on your team to get you out of holes and things like that to make plays. And the Raiders don't have that right now. And like I say, the future is bright. But, I mean, 
they're fighting. They did all they could this year to, to, to win as much ball games as they can. And yeah, they let a couple get away yeah. like any other team, you know, and if this would have happened, should have happened, whatever, they might have two, three more victories. Who knows? But, you know, that's the that's the name of the game. And Garrett Carr started to develop that chemistry and that trust with Hunter Renfro, especially on third down uh, before he went yes. out with an injury. So the good news is I just saw on Twitter, um, John Gruden said Hunter Renfro is expected to play this weekend. Um, so we'll get to the Chargers in just one second. I Someone tweeted me. A clip, and I wanted to just play it. It's a short clip of Mark Davis. And <laughs> um, this is probably not what Raider Nation wanted to hear. Basically, before the game, it's the last game at the Coliseum, the end of an era. And Mark Davis was talking to a local television station, um, local Bay Area's television station, I think KTVU, um, before the game. And this is what he was asked, and this is what his response was. Any nostalgia for you at all, knowing that this is it here? That was it. He just said, uh, I went through this in 82. And um, no, <laughs> I mean, first of all, uh, Raider Nation, you deserved um, a lot more. Uh, you deserved a lot more from Mark Davis. I don't know if Mark Davis is just not a great guy when it comes to speaking when the mic is in his face and the camera is in front of him, because I do know that to be true. He's not very good uh, when you stick a mic in his face. But at the same time, he's an owner of a football team and knows he needs to say the right things and what to say, you know, so he doesn't uh, give anybody like myself bulletin board material. And that's kind of crushing because that just that went viral all over Twitter. And everybody's like, F you, sell the team. You don't care about us. Da 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 da. And maybe I'm being a little dramatic. Um, but the thing that's funny, James, Monty Poole, do you know who Monty Poole is? No. So Monty Poole, he worked for, he was my colleague, uh, worked for NBC Sports Bay Area, still does, uh, mostly covers the Warriors. He actually talked to Mark Davis and got a statement from him. And he actually had a different sentiment. Uh, he was saying how like, oh, the Raiders are born in Oakland and they will always yeah. be a part of our DNA. But you think it was just because he was put on the spot? Because that's terrible. Yeah, but you got to understand. I mean, he's answered these questions a million times. You know what I mean? Like, And he should have I, had the same response a million times. I, under, I understand, you know, everybody's emotional because it's the last game. But at the end of the day, he ain't want to leave Oakland. Yeah, he didn't. Oakland ain't want him back there. Yeah, true. So he did what's best for his football team and his organization. Yeah. And and that's and that's we gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Everybody loves Oakland. I yeah. came back to play for Oakland because I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, had other places to go, but I'm like, shoot, man, to be able to play in a black hole, to be able to play at home in front of my family, say no more. I'm back there. It's a reason why Mar Marshawn Lynch wanted to come back there. You know what I mean? It, it means a lot to everybody. It meant something to Gruden. I mean, to, to to Davis as well. But at the end of the day, hey, I'm doing what's best for the team. You know what I mean? Which is true. Yeah, I'm sure it's emotional for him too, man. Yeah, he didn't give you everything you wanted right there, man. But listen, this dude, man, he knows that Oakland is is part of the Raiders forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're not always going to get the correct and right response for somebody, man. But if there's anybody that I know and been around, especially being around Mark Davis, he loved the Raiders. He loved Oakland with True. all his heart. If they could stay there, he would have kept them there. No, I 100% agree because I know Mark as well, and he loves this team, okay? Um, I just felt like 
it sounded like he didn't care and just couldn't wait to get out of there. But he has been asked the same questions over and over again. I think that he just didn't want to talk to this reporter. And you got to understand, just like you said, you frustrated. He probably was frustrated off the game, too. I'm ready, just ready to get off this field and get him out of no, here. No, it was going. before the game started. That's what made it like, ooh, hold on. Did, was that really your response? <laughs> I hope I'm not mis- misspeaking, but I really think it was before the game. Um, Anyways... Regardless, Mark should know better. He's an owner. He knows how to sugarcoat things and make things sound better. Than everybody the- wants everybody to say the right I things. I know, but he's also human. He's also human, and he's also Mark Davis. Okay, uh, we know that he's- everybody's just so sensitive. <laughs> I know everybody is sensitive, and I was sensitive when I saw that. I was like, oh, Mark, you should know better, bro. See, you probably start. You probably started it all. No, no, someone, <laughs> someone else actually, some other media member did. Anyway, all right, we're wrapping up here. Um, up next, it's actually going to be another home game for the Raiders, sort of, <laughs> because uh, they're home away from home, Los Angeles, um, as they get set to take on the 5-9 and nine Chargers. Now, the Chargers, they're coming off a blowout loss to Minnesota at home, which really felt like a home game for the Vikings, actually. There was a sea of purple out there. So hopefully Raider Nation and all the LA Raider fans come out in full force and support the Raiders uh, for that game. Uh, yeah, but even though they're 5-9, and nine, most of their losses were way closer than the Raiders' losses. They lost a bunch of games this year by just one score, minus their previous game. Uh, so even though the Raiders beat them you know, the first time at the Coliseum, I think this is going to be a huge challenge for the Raiders because, let's be real, both teams are battered and beaten and desperate mm. for a win, James. Yeah, and both teams ready for Cabo. For real. They, <laughs> season over. I'm ready to go on vacation. You right. Yeah, I just um, it sucks getting in this part of the season when you're not playing for nothing. You're eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, because for me, watching the games now, knowing that the Raiders can't make it, yeah. I'm just praying that every single person stays healthy. Yeah. No serious injuries. I mean, yeah, it's a game. I mean, we got to go play. But, I mean, really, it sucks because we're not playing for nothing. Yeah. You know, so I would love to give you all the analytic stuff and break it down and say this is what the Raiders got to do. But my game plan this week. Stay healthy. Is, yeah, obviously go out there, go out there and sell out. But but stay healthy and get this team out of there. And like I said, there's so many bright spots on this team man. Yeah. so many guys that you're going to get back from injuries. So many guys you're going to get in free agency and off the, at the draft, man. And go to Vegas, man. And the, the Raiders are in good hands. But. I mean, this is definitely a different Chargers team because last time we played them, it was no Derwin James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Chargers weren't as healthy as they are right now. I know Phillip Rivers is playing bad. He's giving the ball up. So hopefully the defense can do what they did last time. Yeah, Eric Harris, big game. Yeah, get some hands on them footballs, make some plays on the defensive side of the ball. But um, D.C. got to get the ball out of his hands fast. It's going to be another tough challenge because you got Bosa and Ingram coming after him, two guys that, you know, was really causing problems for Kirk Cousins early in that game as well. So he's going to have to get the ball out of his hands fast. But but stay healthy, man, obviously. I mean, you want to win every game, so we're going to go out there and sell out and play hard. But let's take care healthy, man, and hopefully nobody gets seriously injured. Do you sit Josh Jacobs for the remainder of the season now? Nobody, nobody sits. We all play. Really? Let's just stay healthy. Even if he's still, you know, dealing with that fractured shoulder, which he is, clearly. It didn't, didn't uh, heal overnight. I mean, well, I just think at the end of the day, I mean, shoot, nobody's 100% right now. And uh, As for me as a player, even if we're not making the playoffs, I'm going out there with my brothers, yeah. hurt, whatever, and I'm going out there. You're trying to get to 500, man. You're trying to get to 500. Yeah, I don't want 
want to hurt it worse or whatnot, but these are my brothers. We done been through training camp. We done been through all the ups and downs. I'm going out there with my brothers no matter what, no matter what injury. If I could run, if I could play, if I could hit, I'm going out there, you know. So that's what it is for me. So I'm saying no. Ain't nobody resting, sell, uh, waiting for next season or whatnot. No, yeah. we're going out there as a team. We're going to finish this thing as a team. And I mentioned last week, you know, how last year they only won four games. So if they can, well, now they can get to eight wins, that will still be a semi-successful season season you know double the wins of last year eight and eight 500 I think the Raiders can do it but here's the other thing James they've lost four straight Mm -hmm. it would be it wouldn't be great for Mm -hmm. the Raiders to end the the season on a six-game losing streak let's just say that yeah and it wouldn't be good for their fans they need to get one of these wins I agree and and it's about because right now in the Raiders head watching the film they feel like, shoot, we let these plays get away in that game. These plays get away in that game. We easily could be sitting here right now at eight and six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the confidence you have off of that, knowing that, dang, we're right there, is very good. So now let's put it all together and let's go play and let's do what we said we was going to do that we didn't do in those games in these last two games. So we go into this offseason with confidence. Knowing when we come back for training camp, we finish these last two games strong on a win streak, finish the season at eight and eight. Let's come into training camp on a high note and let's continue to get better and get this thing done. We're going to have a bunch of new players, different guys in there. And, you know, let's let's get this thing rolling. But you want to finish on a high note with confidence. You don't want to go in no six game loser streak at the end of the day. As a player, though, because you you are always a confident person. You always told me even when they were 0-10, you believed that they were going to win every single game. No question. But realistically, like the Raiders, after losing four straight, and they do have a lot of young guys in that locker room, is there ever a point where they think, yeah, maybe we really aren't that good? Because for me as a fan, looking back, you know, we analyze every game every week, right? So at one point when they're on the three-game winning streak, I'm actually like, you know what? They might be legit. They might they have holes on defense, but they might be legit because the offense is legit. Now, after these four straight losses, I'm like, nah, they ain't very good. Actually, their, their yeah. roster sucks. <laughs> and that's easy. That's that's easy for fans to say. Yeah. You know, that's easy for outsiders to say. Watching this, it's easy for myself to say because I'm not in the locker room. But from being in a locker room, and when you get to Monday or you get to Tuesday, whenever you played and you watch that film. You get confidence off that. And that's when you really see we suck. We play bad. Our man, we're close. We're right there. We just got to do these couple things. Just like your husband coaches for the basketball team. Everybody on the outside right now can say Missouri sucks. And you probably could come back with every little thing. No, if we rebound, if we do this, you know what I'm saying? But that's, but that's because your husband watches film. He come home, he talk to you, tell you the things that he needs to do better. So you get confidence off that too. Like, shoot. Okay. And you're looking for that next game. Like, dang, if we can do this, we're going to win. And sometimes you look for that stuff and you're like, shoot, he was right. We did that. We won. Yeah. 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 So that's the thing. When you watch film, and you come in there, even when we were on that 0-10, we would watch film like, mother, we right there. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. Just make this player, make that block. Like, we win this game. Make that tackle. We win this game. If we don't bat the ball down and we catch it and get an interception, it's our game. Yeah. So it's so many little things like that when you watch film. So, no, I do not think they're thinking like, shoot, we're a bad football team. They're thinking like, dang, we let 
games get away. And when we watch this film, this is why they got away from us. And you can definitely say that from yesterday's game. There were so many opportunities, so many things here or there. If they didn't settle for three field goals, if Carr would have found so-and-so instead of trying to look for Waller. Because there was one player, I remember in the first half, where on a crossing route, Zay Jones was coming across the field and he was wide open. Wide open, yeah. but guess who he was looking for? Darren Waller. Waller. There's people, there's people wide open all the time. Yeah, the- yeah, no, no, I, I know. But my whole point is like a little one play here or there. Yeah, you absolutely. know, you get seven points instead of three. So, 100%. and then it's a blowout instead of a close game, and they end up losing the way that they did. Or if the refs weren't incompetent and actually, you know, said that he was in bounds when he slid, freaking morons. Then mm. uh, the Raiders may be looking at a W right now, and we would have a positive podcast. But let's end on a positive note. The season is a wash. Okay, guys, they're not making the playoffs, but 8-8 eight and eight, I think would be a decent season. You double last year's wins, okay? And like James has said time and time again throughout this podcast and what we have said, you know, the last couple of weeks, the future is bright, okay? With all the young talent, the future really is bright. They have some holes to fill. They'll fill those holes um, in the near future this offseason with free agency, with the draft. So despite yesterday's heartbreaker, y'all, the future is bright. Okay, if you're following them to Las Vegas, hold on to that. Know that the future is bright because it is. As corny and cliche as that sounds, the Raiders have a lot of young talent to build around. Okay, so that's step one. They just aren't a playoff contending team yet, but they will get there soon. Anything else, James? You good? I'm good, man. I'm just still I'm still over here with my skin crawling about how they booed and threw stuff, but that's for that that's for a long time though. But as for James and Fallon, we out. We oh, go. We out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>